Welcome back, Just Fantasy Baseball. We're back, baby. Clay, what's going on? I'm your host, Colby Olson. As always, joined by my man over there, Clay Snowden. Clay, did you notice that I am uh, a, n- a new background just dropped for me? Yeah, it's every day with you. I don't know what type of travel you're into or how many rooms you have in your house, but you have a new background almost all the time. Why did you make it sound like it's like a fetish or something? Like, what kind of travel are you into, Colby? I don't know. But uh, no, I'm at my my mom moved from my childhood house in Newtown to Mystic, Connecticut now. So I'm in Mystic, Connecticut right now for the first time at their new house and uh, enjoying it. So that's that's the new location that just dropped. Awesome. So but yeah, we're back. Just fantasy baseball, baby. Clay. I don't know how to put this nicely, and I shouldn't put it nicely. We sucked last week. Absolutely terrible. We've sucked, honestly, the last month at giving out streamers. Like, if I'm a listener of Just Fantasy Baseball right now, I'm thinking about never listening to us again on streamers. So we better we better it, get it together. It It's to the point that it's unlucky. Because I gave the Michael Lorenzen one that was good. Then I went with him again, and it was bad. And then, like, I didn't go with him, and he was good. Like, it's it's like they're just dodging us, like... We've picked pitchers that have performed well at times, but not when we talk about them. We're almost proving the case that you shouldn't stream pitchers. You should just pick up good ones and just stay with them. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just to give an overview of my two that I gave last week, I had Paul Blackburn, who was owned in, you know, 1% of leagues. He had five earned runs over five innings pitched against the lowly Marlins. And then Ben Lively. This is this might be, you might be able to shed some light on this because this this game was last night and I did not watch it. But Clay Ben Lively gave up five earned over seven innings. What yeah, happened there? He gave up like five in the I think he gave up three in the first with a three run home run. And man, was it? I think, I think he, he was two home runs. Too, I, yeah, I so. think he gave up uh, five in the first two innings and then was good. So he just did two home runs did all the damage and then he yeah. was good outside of that it's just like come on so whatever no, enough of us complaining and moaning i have one quick streamer to give out and then we're going to get into waiver wire and some other fun stuff at the end so my one streamer this week that i really like is reese olsen against the phillies and the quick summation of why i like him is while the phillies offense has not been great for the last month or so. They are rocking an ex-WOBA around 300 versus righties over the last month. Um, and Reese Olsen has been quite good. If you look at the the numbers on top, they don't look great in AAA for him. But over his last three starts, and this is two starts in AAA and his last his, his debut outing, he has 25 strikeouts, over 15 innings pitched, just three walks in those three starts, and just three earned runs over those three starts. So he's been very sharp in three straight outings and he pitched well in his debut. And I think he can do it again against a Phillies offense that is by no means a powerhouse. Yeah. I like the stuff. And when you watch him, you can see like fastball with movement. Like he has really good stuff, which sometimes he has trouble controlling that. The only issue I see, and I think it's a good pick. The issue I see is he's not going to go deep in the game. So if you're in a quality start league, like that may be tough. Um, But overall, I do think that that 
that's a pretty good pick. Um, I'm just going to throw out a name. I'm not even going to explain it. Clark Schmidt against the White Sox. That's my streamer. We'll see how it goes. You know, I've done the whole, like, let's research it. Let, let's do this and come up. It's not working. Give me Clark Schmidt. Throwing darts now. Yeah, I'm throwing a dart this week only. Um, this episode only, I'm throwing a dart just to see what happens. You know whose start I'm most excited for this week? Louis Varland is facing the Tampa Bay Rays. And I'm very, very excited because if he pitches somewhat well in that outing, I'm I'm hopping on the Varlin train. Yeah. Maybe not all the way, but like I'd be very excited because Varlin is a very interesting pitcher who doesn't walk a lot of batters. He gets enough strikeouts, but he d- has the problem with Varlin is he's given up a lot of hard contact. But last time out against the Astros, he gave up just a 20. He just gave he gave up. Uh, five hard hit balls. None of them were barreled. Average launch angle of negative two and a half. In all of his other starts, he's been getting cranked, like hard hit balls that you know get caught. But the stuff is there. If he can just figure out how to you know give up some softer contact, I'd be really really excited about Varlin. So maybe he he blows up against the Rays, but if he does pitch well, I'm I'm excited. Any interest in watching the Brandon Williamson start for the Reds against Noah Syndergaard's Dodgers? Oh, he's going to – the Dodgers have an ex-WOBA of over 400 against lefties. Yeah, like that, I know. That, that's, uh, that was very sarcastic by me. Sorry. That is a nightmare of a start. But, Clay, I have some hitters I want to talk about yeah, this let's week. Um, I have a couple that I think are interesting pickup options, and I have a couple that are probably owned in quite a lot of leagues, and I'm getting a little worried. So let's start with Adam Duvall, who's making his return this week to a Red Sox lineup that – desperately needs Adam Duvall back because Jaron Duran for you know the the hot start that he got off to has completely cooled down he's rocking a WRC plus in the 60s over the last month the strikeout rate has climbed yet again and the excitement for Jaron Duran Duran has definitely cooled they've also DFA at Ryan Tapia and now Duvall comes back he had four home runs in just eight games to begin the season he's already hit two home runs in his triple a rehab um, appearance and I would say go grab Duvall because he was off to a rocking power start. And if that continues in Fenway and this Red Sox lineup, he's definitely going to continue to be rostered for the rest of the season. And I I see no reason why not take a flyer. Why do pitchers and Duvall is a guy who I like as well. And I I, I think that that's a great pickup. Um, I'm sure a lot of people who picked him up initially after that hot start, just put him on the IL, but I'm sure he's going to be available in a lot of leagues as well. Why do pitchers throw him fastballs? Period. What is he? What do you have his stats up for? For well, just he he's not somebody who hits breaking balls or off speed pitches. Last year, one eighty on breaking balls and one forty nine on off speed, and this year he's two twenty two in a tiny sample on breaking balls. Like I I just have never understood why pitchers even throw him fastballs. Well, the I guess you just have to, right? It's the same yeah, reason. Yeah, that, I mean, you're that... going to have to, I guess, but. It's the same reason that Blake Snell has an ex-WOBA on his fastball of like 440. Yeah. And both of his secondary pitches, his slider and his curveball, each have whiff rates near 50%. But the problem is Blake Snell can't throw a strike with those pitches. So you got to go at guys with fastballs if you're going to throw strikes. So that, that's what happens. Like Unless your name's Javi Baez. Unless he's Javi Baez. Unless he's hobby bias. So Duvall's a quick one. He's owned in a lot of leagues, right? 65% of Yahoo leagues, maybe a little less than that in ESPN. But if he's out there, I say grab him. Um, do you have anybody that you want to cover? 
Or just want me we to... will get to a name at the end, but I want to talk about the names that, that you had sent me first. Okay. I do want to talk about Jake Berger. And if you don't know what's going on with Jake Berger, well, you're soon about to find out because Clay, he's hitting the poop out of the ball. Yeah. Um, he's not walking. He's striking out a ton, but I don't really care. He has five home runs. He, he returned from the IL on May 14th. He has five home runs and 68 plate appearances. He's hitting 308, and he's just mashing, just driving in runs, doing whatever it takes to drive in runs. And I kind of love it. He's owning just like 20% of leagues right now. Um, and he is, what is his hard hit rate over that span? I had it up. Hold on a second. Bear with me. Hard hit rate of 54% and a barrel rate of nearly 20% in the last two weeks. Like he is just mashing balls. And for the season, you'll find similar numbers. Like for the season, a 51% hard hit rate, 22% barrel rate. So this isn't new. Like he is destroying baseballs. And I think he's finally coming into his own as a 27 year old. That's like finally getting enough MLB plate appearances. And I know he's going to strike out a lot and he's not going to walk. But if you're just in a, you know, a, a typical five by five category league and you need RBIs with like not a bad average, Jake Berger seems like the the prototypical guy at third base. Yeah. And, um, you know, for the White Sox, it's it's not the best season. And last season we saw him play well and lost playing time because, you know, they just had other guys filter in. I think that that may change this time around. Like, I think that they may just prioritize him over other players. Even like, I mean, I'm sure they'll find a way to get like Moncada in the lineup and whatnot. But I think it's time to like make him an everyday player and just see what truly happens for a large stretch. I mean, last year he played in a lot of games and probably had similar production. Not a super high on base guy, high strikeout, but can absolutely murder the baseball. So uh, he's coming off of a walk-off grand slam that he had yesterday. So the vibes are good, and that game was in Chicago. Um, so the vibes are good around him as well. All right, good vibes for Jake Berger. I'm changing the vibes to bad vibes, Clay. I'm sorry to do it, but it just needs to be done. And it's for a guy that I absolutely love. Jared Kelenic started the year on a tear. Through April, he was hitting 300 he had seven home runs. He was striking out just 27.7% of the time, an 8.9% walk rate. Those were all manageable. And he also had a 54% hard hit rate over that span, um, a 15% barrel rate. It was like, whoa, this is the Jared Kelenic that we were promised, and he's finally delivering. But here's the problem, Clay. That was April. And now we're in June. And over the last month, things have not been good. Since May 1st, his strikeout rate has risen to 35.5%. The walk rate has stayed, but he only has three home runs since May 1st, a 239 average. The hard hit rate has dropped to 40.6%. And here's the worst part. That barrel rate that was at 15% in that first month, it's been 5% since Ooh. May 1st. So I am very worried about Jared Kalanick. If you can sell him for, you know, even close, like if you can sell him, I would sell right now. I think this is, and I, I really don't want to like label a 23-year-old, but I think this is kind of what his career is going to be like. Like you're going, he's so talented that like when he's on, he is going to have unreal stretches. But I just don't see him being consistent enough. I mean, he strikes out a lot and 
Um, the the whiff rate's high. The chase rate's not attractive. Like he's a good player, but in terms of fantasy, like it's just so up and down that I just don't know. It's not the type of like profile that I'm necessarily looking at to add all the time. Um, but yeah, I agree. If you can move him right now, especially with the way that pitching's gone this year, like it's so hard to get pitching. Find somebody who's willing to give you even a middle of the road starter, I think, because everyone's falling and it's the streamers are getting weaker and weaker than ever, it seems like. So pitching's kind of tough. I would flip Kelnick. It's easier to find find an outfielder to fill in than a pitcher. Yeah, and I would I wouldn't be so worried about Jared Kelnick if his strikeout rate was, say, sitting at 26%, 28%. But when he's striking out 35% of the time over more than a month span of time, and that's what made him struggle last year, that's very worrisome for me. That's the problem. So we're going to keep on a bad tone here, man. I, I I hate to do it to you again, but Anthony Volpe, where did the steals go, Clay? How many steals do you think he has over his last 28 games? Four. Two. Two. Oh, my gosh, man. And the only reason that you have held on to Anthony Volpe, I still have him in some leagues because I'm just holding on to him as a keeper. But if you're holding on to him in a redraft league, I mean, I would say get rid of him now because he's slashing over the last since May 1st or since in his last 28 games. Sorry. 155 with a 200 on base percentage and a 369 slugging percentage with a 35% K rate and just a four and a half percent walk rate. So, you know, the reason that he's not stealing bases is not because he can't steal bases. It's because he's not getting on base enough to where he's having the opportunities to steal bases because a lot of his hits are just home runs. He's not hitting a lot of singles. He's not getting on base by, by walk. So two stolen bases in 28 games. I mean, you just can't have it. Do you think it's, I don't want to sound ridiculous. I truly don't know this, so I'm asking. Do you think it's possible he gets sent back to the minors? I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right now, and he's six percentile and outs above average right now. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, providing like a ton of value right now for the Yankees, a team that's, you know, a really good team fighting in a very difficult division. Like, it wouldn't be absurd for them to get a one-year fix-it kind of plan in a, in the trade market to try to bridge the gap or something. I mean... I just don't know if you can roll out Anthony Volpe in 2023, this year specifically, and expect to, to you know, get enough value. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to give him a pretty long leash here. I think knowing, I think when they made the decision for him to make the opening day roster, I yeah. think they had to know that if he's going to struggle, we're going to let him struggle up here. Like that's going to happen at least through the all-star break. You know, if he comes out of the all-star break and he's still really struggling like into August and into that trade deadline, then yeah, maybe they do make a move. Um, I'm not expecting him to get sent down, you know, before the all-star break. But yeah, I mean, it is worrisome. Also to to reference the defense, that I just, I need like Mike Petriella to explain this to me, Clay, because he has negative three outs above average, but he has four DRS, which leads short stops. So it's this big gap between like one system is saying he sucks the other yeah. system says he's the best shortstop in baseball and i just don't know where it ends yeah, up and, and that's why i really just like usually don't mention too much of defensive stats but i just saw that and thought wow that's drastic 
And uh, mostly because I just think defensive stats are really just wonky. Like I don't really know enough about like which ones are true. And you can find players that you think are really good defensively and it looks bad on here. So I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt, but I actually have a name for you. I want to see if you can guess it. This player's been absolutely on fire. Colorado Rockies. Any name jump into your mind right off the bat? Um, Nolan Jones. No, but ooh, I do like that one. Ryan McMahon's actually playing really well right now. And it's a player who I'm has already been scooped up in my 10-man league. Now, the overall numbers will look terrible. And he's going to strike out a lot. That's He's always been kind of a 25% strikeout guy. Um, he was striking out like 40% to begin the season. He's up to nine home runs on the year, four stolen bases, 10% wall clip, and a 106 WRC+. plus. But this is a guy who plays in Coors. I'm sure Colby's going to tell us all of his slash lines from the past month or whatever it is and wow us all, but... He's not owned in that many leagues on ESPN. Uh, I think it was, um, I think it's 32% or so. Yeah, 32%. But man, he's been on an absolute tear. And I kind of like just any time that I find a hot hitter in Colorado. I mean, he's in the top 40 in RBIs this year. Yeah. So you're getting some pretty good power and, and run production from him. Um, Clay, I don't hate this at all. Like Ryan McMahon, when I when we've been doing like lead up to the season ranking rankings episodes, he's a guy that seemingly always ends up in that like fifteen to twenty range yep. at third base. Because usually, I don't know where he's been playing this year, but yeah, I mean he he has second base and third base eligibility. So yeah, he's like been playing third a lot, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind this one at all, man. I mean. The barrel rate looks good at 13.7% this year. Hard hit rate at nearly 50%. I mean, yeah, that's going to work to your advantage in Coors Field. He is striking out a ton. So points league where that matters, it made 10. Now he has five home runs in this past 10 games. In that stretch, three. it looks like about, a, I, I'm just going off of the game log, like 11 strikeouts or 12 strikeouts. Like it's, it's a lot of case striking out every single game. Um, so it's kind of a boomer bust at times, but I do like the player. And like you said, man, playing in Coors can do wonders for you. It absolutely can. Clay, I got one more guy, and then we're going to get to a little fun thing at the end of this episode, but kind of segues into it. I want to talk about Kyber Ruiz. Kieber Ruiz. Is that how you say it? Kieber? Kieber Ruiz. Kieber Ruiz. Because he is... I, he was the most unlucky player in baseball last year for a stretch, and he has fully been the unluckiest player in baseball this year by, like, a good margin. How a guy that has a less than an 8% walk rate has an average of 232, I mean, that, that's got to be impossible. And, like, it's not like he's hitting every ball in the air. He's hitting a lot of balls in the air. But it's still a manageable 23% line drive rate, a 39% ground ball rate, a 38% fly ball rate, like pretty even across the board. But Clay, his 232 average, there's just no way because he has a 297 expected batting average. Also, if you look at his expected slugging percentage, well, he has a 384 slug, a 513 expected slug. And so how a guy is getting this unlucky that puts the ball in play that much. It's just unreal. Since May 1st, he has a 43% hard hit rate, 
and a 15.9% barrel rate. So like a guy that's not striking out, he's hitting the ball in the air a good amount. He's hitting the ball clearly for some power with a hard hit rate over 40% and a barrel rate like way up there. He's about to go off, I think. Yeah, he's a player that I like, and you don't have to worry too much about playing time. Um, switch hitter, Riley Adams is the back up there. He like catches Corbin, or I almost just said Corbin Burns. Holy crap. Patrick Corbin on occasion. So you don't have to worry too much about playing time. And I like Ruiz, but like you said, man, it just it's weird how it hasn't translated yet. You know, no, it's but like I'm the- saying it's not weird. Like it it is weird, but it's not. Like these things can happen in small sample sizes. But what I'm saying is this is a 24-year-old. That is like primed to break out in the second half of this year. And I just posed this question to Reese, especially as it pertains to dynasty. I said, who would you rather have the next three years? Would you rather have uh, Kieber Ruiz or William Contreras? And I, I think there is a real case to be made that Kieber Ruiz over the next three years is a more valuable uh, fantasy asset because what if I told you they have the same amount of home runs this year and William Contreras is not going to hit 300. No, no, man. That's a tough question. William Contreras, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. That is a tough question. I like that question, though. It's a good question. And like, okay, real quick, let's go and look at guys that have less than a 10% strikeout rate. You have Luis Arise. Kiba Ruiz is second lowest strikeout rate in the league. Jeff McNeil is hitting 282. Jose Ramirez, yeah, he hits the ball in the air a ton, so he's only hitting 261. You have Yoshida is hitting 318. Like all of these guys that don't strike out are hitting near 300. So there's no way that a guy striking out 7.8% of the time is going to continue to hit 232, especially when baseball savant is selling us 297. But the reason I did also brought up Keeper Ruiz is because I just purchased him on So Rare. His limited card was $4. Like, when I tell you there are not players available with his pedigree and, and for $4. So I just picked him up. That seems like an absolute steal for a guy that I think is going to break out in the second half of this season. Like going forward, I'm super excited about him. Um, but that brings us to so rare clay and you have not done your draft on so rare yet. So I want you to do your draft live on the show, throw it up there. And let's just show the people how so rare works, how the draft works. And you're kind of learning on the fly here too, which I love, but I am so addicted to so rare. We have our very own league now that's in its like third week. We have a ton of people in there um, playing every week and it's just a blast. So let's go get started. Get started. Walk me through this so we can walk everybody through how this works. So draft your squad. Yep. Got it. Okay. So. Clay, you have 120 gems. You see those gems on the bottom left there? I don't know what exactly they're called, but you have 120 gems to spend on 10 players for your squad. So, like, you can go top-heavy at certain places, um, but then you got to, like, cheap out in certain places as well. And don't worry about, like, I would say go pretty top-heavy at the beginning, like, for pitchers and stuff, especially pitcher. Um, because you'll earn rewards as you play and you'll get new cards. Okay, I'm going so with my guy. In. Going for Framber. First pick is Framber at 19. I need two starting pitchers, relief pitcher, right? 
three you get three starting pitchers a relief pitcher two corner infielders two middle infielders and two outfielders so let's go down the board here keep going i think we can go we can get a steal here somewhere what about hunter green at 14 um i'm gonna keep looking we're going deeper here yuri perez at 13 clay i like that one a lot you big drew smiley guy I am. Go I would go for Yuri at thirteen. I love it. Starting pitcher, one you more. Got one more. I, I I want to find a little diamond in the rough type. Oh my god, Dylan Cease is only eleven. Go on. I don't want more. that. You don't want him. Give me Severino something a eight. little intriguing. Okay, these are getting pretty. Severino at eight. Cease at ten. I mean, you might Where'd as you well. see that. Oh Severino's yeah, I see on the right there at eight. All right, I'm, um, giving you, I'm giving you 10 seconds here, Clive. All right, okay, okay, sorry. Sevy. Pitcher, this is going to be easy because I'm going with Alexis Diaz. Can I do that money-wise? I mean, you're putting yourself in a in I want to be careful there. See, guys, th- this is what you have to learn. I would Lane's say relief pitcher. I have, for example, I believe I picked Tyler Rogers at like $12. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, wait, go up. If you go up, Clay, there's um Clay Holmes at like 15. Like somebody like that is a, is a like good option. Flora. I mean, he's getting saves right now with Puck out. Sure. Let's do it. for it. Dylan Floro. All right, now we're getting to the hitters. This is where it gets fun. Two corner infielders. Okay. So I like Spencer Steer, but is 16 kind of steep? I mean, it's steep, but he's putting up numbers. Go for your guy. I mean, it's it's fantasy. It should be fun, get Why not? Go here, for your guy. Which puts me at 50 left, or uh, I've used 50, it looks like. Yeah, no, you but... have 50 left for okay. five guys. So just keep that in mind. So I got to go pretty pretty inexpensive here. Yeah, I would um, keep, keep going down. Yeah, I want to get something oh around my God, Machado at nine. Range, wait, right? wait, 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 wait. Machado was at nine there, Clay. Go up one more. I want one more. He's right there. I would get Machado. Machado and Garrett Cooper are the same value. Screw yeah. it. Let's go Machado. Yeah. That's okay. huge. Now I want to, I, I think I can get away with something a little bit like a Bryson Stott, maybe. Mm. Um, There's Ruiz. Yeah, man. Let's take him. Get him. Okay, now I got to go something pretty cheap here because I got outfield to worry about. Yeah, I would keep going down. There's got to be a diamond in the rough down here. Yeah, there's, oh, like Ramon Urias or Castro. Um, How about, oh, yeah, it starts to dry up pretty fast. It does down here. It gets it gets pretty bad down here. You might be a little too low. Like, we're not picking Reese McGuire. I don't think that's the guy for you. But You know what? Who are you going to take? Short? No way. Um, okay. How about if we just. Brendan Donovan at 10? Tovar. Bad. Tovar. Go for it. Building for the future with Tovar. All right. You got $9 okay to spend on two guys here. How much? So... $18? Yeah. You got nine per pretty much. Okay. I may do something a little wild. Jose Series expensive. Um, 
I might go kind of big ticket and then roll the dice big time. Okay. So you would, that would mean, I think like the lowest guys are five. So you could get somebody for like 13. Well, let, let, let's do this the less fun way first. Let's go find okay. our diamond in the rough and just see how much it's going to cost us. Okay. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah. See, these are like Michael Harris. I don't know, man. He's hurt right now. That's the problem with, with uh, Michael Harris. Nolan Jones for five. Grab that. He's I'm not going serviceable. Jones. What? I want to go a little bit. Dude, grab Nolan Jones. Okay, I'll grab Nolan Jones. And then I have 13 left. So I need to go to this 13. 13 okay, left. Here we go. All right. So now I'm looking at 13. the options. These are the options. Okay, we got. I mean, Brandon Nimmo. For anybody listening, the options are Austin Hayes. We got Brandon Nimmo. Hunter Renfro's up here. Kiermaier's been, yeah, so good this year. Um, Schwarber could be very interesting there. Play. <clears throat> no, doesn't hit the ball enough. No, I don't like that. Fart noise. What about McKinstry? Come on, I'll your take Tigers. him. I love Zach McKinstry. No, 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 I can't do Come that. Come on. Uh, how about Brandon Nimmo? All right, take Nimmo. He's always a safe option. Yeah. Submit. Submit. We did it. Okay. Let's recap the squad. What happened? Clay. I hit submit and. <laughs> All right. Go to draft your squad. What the heck happened? There it is. Submit, right? Okay. Here, right? Submit. Yeah. Click submit. There we go. There we okay, go. Oh my god, you scared me for a second there. I thought your whole team was going. Yeah, I gotta right, take a recap. picture of my squad to send out to the, uh, to, the to my wife and grandma and mom, so they all see my squad. All right, for anybody listening, Clay's team right now: Luis Severino, Yuri Perez, Framber Valdez, Dylan Floro at relief. He got a cheap Manny Machado at nine coins. Spencer Steer and in the corner infield as well, who's been on fire. Tovar is a good one to build for the future, as is Kieber Uriz. Nolan Jones at five is a deal. And then Brandon Nimbo, always consistent for 13. I think you got a good start here, Clay. Let's go to play ball. And then there we go. It's game time. Go to the prospect, go down, and then you can register to play right there. And like, so, yeah, we can do this live as well. So you can, like, pick your team. So X that out. And then go to, yeah, pick Yuri. Pick Yuri because he's pitching. Yeah. Pick Floro. And then, yeah, whoever you want there. Will Kiebert. Nimmo. Yep, Manny Machado, and then finish it off with... Don't pick one of the pitchers if they're not pitching. Give me Tovar, baby. Woo, submit. submit. Okay, so that enters you into like a, a prospect competition, which is kind of for, for beginners, and then you'll earn rewards, get more cards, and build your squad. So how was that, Jeff? On? That was awesome. That was fun. Um, a little, a little nerve-wracking, knowing that I didn't have the time to think, but sometimes you don't need the time to think. You just got to go with the gut. And I know Tovar is going to hit a home run this week. So, well, you know, Clay, just because you're you don't have the numbers in front of you doesn't mean you don't know the numbers. Like I That's know true. that you know the numbers. So, 
That was so rare. You guys know you can go join our league. Clay, glad you got your team going. I'll show you how to join the league after this. I'll send you the link and we can get you going on there. But as always, guys, that was just fantasy baseball. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back just later this week to give you some notes, some rundowns. I don't know what we're gonna we're gonna talk about later this week. We'll have something fun for you again later this week. But thanks for listening as always. Talk to you later, guys. Adios. <laughs>